This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, we're learning today, continuing today, what we started a couple of days ago on Kemach Yashan, Kemach Hadash, new flower and old flower, something that's starting from the second day of Pesach, although right now it's not relevant, but this is when the time has started, and anything that would be rooted from now on, or from the second day of Pesach, when the Korban Omer is brought, from then on, whatever is rooted is forbidden because of a sur of Kemachadash, Kemachashan, as the Torah says in Parashat Emor, when you come to the land and you will harvest it, and you bring the bundle, the first, very first bundle, you are not permitted to eat. Lechem, Carmel, Kali, all these things are not permitted. The Torah says this is something that's going to last forever. There's no permission for this whatsoever. It's something that lasts forever. One is not allowed to permit such a thing, uh, even when there's no beta mikdash. Uh, I'm reading the article. It says that the, the, uh, you should wave the Omer before Hashem to gain favor for you on the morrow of the rest day the Kohen should wave it. On the day you wave the Omer, you should perform the service, and you bring together with that a kibzah for a korban. All these things are uh, becoming now, from now on, something that's forbidden forever. Something that's asur, as the Torah says, lechukat olam, forever, for generations. For generations, in all your dwelling places. So there's two things over here that we like to concentrate on. Actually, there's going to be more, but two main things right now. The Torah says that it is for generations, even though there's no korban as the Torah speaks. It seems like you, you need a korban in order to permit such a thing. But the Torah retracts and says, no, it's not, uh, it's not, it has not, uh, to do with the Korban, but rather it's a sur even afterwards. That is one thing. Second thing is the Chol Moshvotechem. Even in, in all the places you dwell, even in Chutz even outside Eretz Yisrael, all the five grains will be a sur. Now, this is something that's a subject of a big machloket in the Poskim, in the Rishonim, and in the Mishnah even. It's machloket in Kiddushin. Mishnah in Kiddushin. In the end of the first peric, in, in Daf Lamed Vav Amudbet. Machloket over there, Rabbi Eliezer and Fafamim. Rabbi Eliezer says in the Mishnah that Chadash in Chutz Laaretz is forbidden, as the Torah says, Chukat Olam Ledorotechem, Bechol Moshevotechem. Any place you dwell, even in Chutz Laaretz, even outside Eretz Israel, Rabbi Eliezer understands this literally, that Kemach Chadash, new flower, that grows after the uh, or roots after the, 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 the Yom Tov of Pesach is forbidden until the next Pesach permits it. And Chachamim understand, no, Chol Moshevotechem doesn't come to teach you that any place you dwell in Chutz but rather 
that it is up to the time that Am Israel comes to Eretz Israel and conquers Eretz Israel because this mitzvah was given to Am Israel when they were in the, in the desert. And once they conquer Eretz Israel and they, and they dwell, it becomes forbidden only in Eretz Israel because, just like any other mitzvah, tluya bakarka, there's such a concept called mitzvot atluyot bakarka, which means there's some mitzvot that has to do with the land. Anything that has to do with the land is only in Eretz Yisrael, Trumot, Masrot, Orla, whatever it is. Orla, there's also, it's sad to say that in Chutz Laaretz also it's a source, Safek will be mutar, it's Alachal Moshe Misinai, but whatever it is, mitzvot, that luyot ba'aretz, that has to do with the ground, all of them are in Eretz Yisrael and not in Chutz Laaretz. Over here, Rabbi Eliezer says, no, that's an exception. The Torah literally says uh, that it is even... In Chutzaris, any place you dwell, the whole most of What do we possess? This is Machloket. What's the halacha? So over here we found the main three Rishonim, Rambam, Rif, and Rosh, which the Shulchan Aruch usually um, leans like two out of the three, as he says in the introduction to the Bet Yosef which means if you have, let's say, two poskim against one of those three main poskim, the Rambam, the Rif, and the Rosh, he would lean towards the three over the one, over, like the two over the one. Even more so if you have the all three agreeing that it is uh, forbidden, halacha should be like that. And over here, that's what we found. We found that the Rif, the Rambam, and the Rosh, all of them were possessed like Rabbi Eliezer, because they found a Mishnah in the end of Masechet Orla, like Rabbi Eliezer, and they were posek like this, and this is how the Shulchan Aruch is posek, as we mentioned last time when we read the Shulchan Aruch in the end of Ilchot Pesach, Siman Taf Peites, in the end of Siman Taf Peites, if you, the Sur Lechol Chadash, Af Bazman Azeh, Ben Lechi, Ben Kali, Ben Lechem, Ben Kali, Ben Karmel, Atchilat El Yudchet Ben Nisan, Uveheret Yisrael, Atchilat Lel Yudzayin Ben Nisan, we see that it is any place, not only in Eretz Yisrael, because the Shulchan Aruch says, it is any place from the time of Yudchet Ben Nisan, and Eretz Yisrael starts in Zayin Ben Nisan. This is how the Shulchan Aruch is posek as well in Yoredeah. Yoredeah, he brings the same halachot, in Kiman Resh Tzadik Gimel, and he brings the halacha that it is Asur even in Chutz Laaretz, just like the Rambam, the Rif, and the Rosh Posek. Although it is a machloket Rishonim, but since we have majority of the poskim that's Posek Lechumra, this is the halacha. Who argues on those uh, opinions that we just mentioned? Well, we have just few Rishonim that argue on that. The Ritzba. Brought down in Tosfot Shanim Rosh Hashanah Yud Gimel Amud Bet, in Rabbeinu Avigdor Al Torah in Parashat Emor, page Kuf Samechtet, are saying uh, a distinction between a Tvua that belongs to a Jew or Tvua that belongs to a Goy. In Chutz Laaretz, in Eretz Israel, there's no difference. In Eretz Israel, everything is forbidden. In Chutz Laaretz. If it belongs to a Jew, it's forbidden. If it belongs to a Goy, it's mutar. That's what they say. So we see like a certain chiluk uh, difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz. In Eretz Yisrael, Tvua, any grain would be, anyone, any of the five grains would be under the restriction of new flowers, Kemach Hadash. In Chutz Laaretz, 
we have a distinction between who it belongs to, a Jew or a Goy. And the Shulchan Aruch would not say like that. He says it doesn't make a difference whether it belongs to, the, to Israel or to a Goy. It does not make any difference. But over here, this is how Rabbeinu Avigdor and the Ritzbah in the Tosfot bring. Now, you have also Shittat, Shittot uh, Nosafot, more opinions. For instance, if you take a look at the Rosh, at, at the tour they bring uh, a Rishon in the name of Rabbeinu Baruch that says that Hadash does not apply in outside Eretz Israel. Hadash only applies in Eretz Israel. And there's no difference who it belongs to in Chutz Laaretz, as the Ritzvah and Rabbeinu Avigdor said, that it depends if it belongs to a Jew or not. Says Rabbeinu Baruch, no. If it's in Chutz Laaretz, it's Mutar. If it's in Eretz Israel, it is Masur. Just like the opinion of Chachamim in Kiddushin that we mentioned before in the end of the first parrot. So over here we have a machloket rishonim. Then you have another machloket. You have, we said over here three opinions. One opinion is majority of the rishonim say it does not make a difference where, where the uh, grain comes from, where the flour comes from. It's always asur. This is the opinion of the Rambam, Brief and Rosh. This is how the Shulchan Aruch was protecting Halachan. In and also in uh, in the end of Chot Pesach, According to uh, the Ritzvah and Rabbeinu Avigdor al Torah, we said there's a chiluk in Chutz Laaretz. In Eretz Yisrael, it is forbidden. In Chutz Laaretz, it depends if it belongs to a Jew or not. And Rabbeinu Baruch says that it doesn't make any difference. In Chutz Laaretz, everything is permitted. Now it's important to remember those opinions because. We're going to use those opinions for some leniency, what we call uh, a certain halachic tool that we use called the sveik sveika, two doubts that we put together. Sometimes we can permit things, and over here it will be very relevant, as we'll see soon. But these are the opinions, and it's important to remember those opinions. Normally you don't make even a sveik sveika when it's a dat yachid. And over here, it's Rabbeinu Baruch, it's almost that Yachid. But since grain that comes from Chutz Laaretz usually doesn't belong to a Jew, the Jews don't have uh, um, fields of grain. Usually they come from, Jews usually don't have fields that's not usually a Jewish business. So because of that, uh, could be that you, you have more than just one opinion. You have also the Ritzbah and the Rabbeinu Avigdor that we mentioned before, since the, the field doesn't belong to a Yid. And even you have a Safek, normally, we have a concept that called the Parish Meruba Parish. When you have grain uh, sitting on, uh, you have a flower sitting on the supermarket, you don't know where it comes from. It's Parush. It's taken away. Uh, from from where it was. You don't know where it came from. It doesn't tell you on the package, this came from a field that belonged to uh, this person in this address. No, it's a company, uh, and, and, and and you don't know where it comes from. It's called parush. And the, and the halacha is called the parush, meruba parush. Anything that's parush, that's taken away, it's, it's, it's uh, out from the out from the place it was sourced from, so then we go after majority in that. And since most fields in the world belongs to Goim, so we can assume that that is also from Goim. Again, Lalachai doesn't make any difference because Shuhana says it doesn't make a difference where the grain comes from. If it's not Yashan, then it's not permitted. But it makes a certain kula, a certain leniency for the purpose of Sveksveka, as we'll see soon. 
What's the second suffix that we have? We have another opinion whether you can permit Tvuah of Goim altogether. Tvuah of Goim is something that you can permit or not. That's another question. And since we have a machloket in that as well, together with something that the Rema brings in Yoredea, and the Mishnah Burah mentions it in Siman Tafaitet. What does it mention? Listen to this interesting Rema. I'm reading you what the Mishnah Burah says on this. Mishnah Burah brings that in Ebe Yoredea, Siman Tafaitet, Katav Rema Heter Lechadash Kavit Tekstaka. When we're dealing with Hadash, there's what we call fake Feka. Two leniencies put together, and when you have two leniencies, unlike when you have one lien, one suffix, you have one doubt. When you have one doubt, so since we're dealing with the Isur Torah, it's a, it's a, it's a Deoraita, it's a biblical prohibition we're dealing with over here, Hadash, as we explained in length last time. So because of that, if you have one doubt, the Archa is simple. You always go to uh, the more strict side when we're dealing with such a thing. But when we're dealing with uh, two sefekot, that brings it down, and I'll explain why. But first of all, the concept is, it's a known, well-known concept that whenever you have a doraita isur, you go with that lechumra. If, on, on any doubt, because we view, this is how the Achronim explain it, that any biblical issue is like poison. You have something that's straight, for instance. You have, you have a issue of shkatsim, remasim, uh, animals that are not kosher. This is poison. You have in front of you poison. It's not necessarily poison to the, to the body, although today could be that it's proven already that those things are poisonous to the body as well, but that's a separate point. But rather, it's definitely poisonous to the neshama, to the soul of a person. It makes your nesh- it, it kills the neshama in different aspects. So, again, not on the physical aspect, but on the spiritual aspect, and many other things as well. I explained this in previous shiurim many times. So, when we're dealing with poison, when you have something that's doubtful poison, you have something that, that you have a doubt. Is it poisonous? Or maybe it's fine. You don't know. It got, it, it, you have a doubt in front of you. Of course, you would not want to eat such a thing because you don't take a chance. When we're dealing with Isur, the Rabbanan, it's not, we don't look at it as poisonous, because, as, as um, the, the, the Meforshim explains such a concept called Isur Gavra, What's the difference? You have something that's called which means this is something that's, that the, the object itself is no good. The object itself is a poison. And then you have something that's called which means the object itself is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But Hashem doesn't want me to eat it, even though there's no problem with it. Well, when we're dealing with biblical isurim, isurei Torah, we're saying that the object itself is poisonous. It's called Isur Chefza. What example? As I explained before, you have a pig, you have a horse, you have dogs, you have uh, uh, worms, you have roaches, all these things. And, and that doesn't have to be um, food uh, um, prohibitions also only. Or it could be other things as well. Anything that the Torah forbids, it, the object itself is problematic. But when we're dealing with something that's a isur de Rabbanan, Be'etzem, the Torah says that the object is fine. The Torah never forbid such a thing. But the Torah 
tells Chachamim that they have the right to forbid us from eating that thing, although it's permitted. So Chachamim came and forbid a few things, or many things, and the Isur is the Isur Gavra, it's the Isur on the person himself. They, they didn't, they, they can't, or they can't, or they could, but whatever it is, they didn't change the nature of the object. The object itself, when they come, I'll give you an example. When Chachamim come and say that you can't uh, eat bishul akum, a guy that cooked food, you can't eat it. So what does it mean? That the food is poisonous? No, the food is fine. All the ingredients are kosher. Everything's fine. But Chachamim didn't want that I should eat it. Because of that, when there's a doubt... That would be permitted. Why? Because the Torah only says you should listen to Chachamim whenever it is Vadai. You have the, the, the way it's explained from Shimon Shkop that Chachamim said, uh, the Torah said, listen to Chachamim. Whatever they tell you, you have to listen. But if something is doubtful, that I'm not violating what Chachamim said. It's only what we call today a gray area. When you have in the law something that says you're not allowed to do, so you don't do it because the law forbids it. But if something doesn't say that, and I have now doubt, maybe the law uh, meant it, maybe it didn't mean it, I can be lenient. It's a gray area. That's, that's, that's not something that I have to forbid myself. This is called Safek de Rabbanan Lekula. Now, this halacha of Safek de Oraita Lechumra that we just mentioned, is that a concept from the Torah, or it's a concept from Chachamim. We have, a, we have that concept that whenever you have a doubt in an object that's the Torah, that's a Torah prohibition, I have to go lechumra. I have to forbid myself from eating it. So there's a doubt over here. It's mutar, it's asur. I have to instance the flower in front of me. I don't know if that's chadash or yashan. I don't know. I don't know when it was uh, when it was rooted before Pesach or after Pesach. What am I supposed to do? So I go lechumra. Is this concept that I go lechumra a Torah concept or Chachamim said you should go lechumra? The Torah said only when you know for sure it's asur. That is when you should forbid yourself. But if you don't know for sure, it should be per- permitted. That is a machloket rishonim, big machloket rishonim, whether you say that isur, safek, is safek isur, deoraita, we go lechumra, mi deoraita or mi derabanan. Whenever you have a safek deoraita, does the Torah say you should go lechumra, or Chachamim said you should go lechumra? It's known to be a machloket rambam and derashba, the Rambam says the Isur is only Derabanan, which means Chachamim said you should go on Isurim, on Safek Isurim Doraita Lechumra. And the Rashba says that the Torah says you should go Lechumra Mideoraita, so in Safek Doraita. But it's not only a machloket of uh, the Rambam and uh, the Rashba, because you have many Rishonim that seems to be holding like one way over the other. If you take a look at the Enitzchak in the beginning of the second Chelek, uh, he brings a list that he collected, a list of Rishonim that he found that hints from them that they hold one way over the other. He brings uh, the Alachot Gdolot, the Bahag that we spoke about so much, and the Rif and the Rav and the Nesmag, Meiri, Ridbar, Rabbeinu Yudah Hasid, and so on and so forth, that hold that it is midrabanan to go lechumra. And then he brings those that are oser, 
מדאורייתא, and he says that really it's a machloket דרמה and the Bet Yosef, which means according to the Rema, איסור, ספק איסורים is מן התורה, the Torah says you should go לחומרה, and when we're dealing with the Shulchan Aruch, he brings, proves that he holds לקולה, which means it's only the Rabbanan to go לחומרה on ספק איסורים דאורייתא. That's how Now, he understands, again, it's not proven what the Shulchan Aruch really holds, but he found hints there and there, here and there, and he, he joined them together. Now, why is this important to understand? Because that's what we're doing over here. We want to permit sometimes to eat those uh, flour with, a, with, a, with what we call a speck speaker. By the way, how does speck speaker work? Um, the... Pri Chadash explains beautifully, he says that according to the Rambam that we said that the Safek Isur Torah, you go with the Rabbanan Lechumra. So the second Isur is already Isur the Rabbanan, Safek the Rabbanan Lekula. That's why Safek Seka is Lekula. Because on the second Safek, we're dealing with only Isur the Rabbanan. Chachamim said on the first Safek, you should go Lechumra. So on the second Safek, it brings it down, Safek the Rabbanan Lekula. Bashen can arash, barash behold that the first effect is the oraita. So how could you go lekula on the second effect? Because you have over here majority, rov. When you have rov dadim, you have two leniencies. Even on the oraita you could be mekel. This is something that's not so simple. The Shulchan Aruch and the Shach in Klalet Fekspeka and Yoret Yaakov Yud Aleph go through this in length. When you say that, when you don't say that, that's one of the hardest mikzoot of the Torah. But let's go now after this uh, long introduction to what the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah brings down and the Mishnah Bura mentions. He says the fake fake over here when we're dealing with Kemach Chadash. What is it? Chadash Shema Atvurayim Mishana Shavra. ואם תמצא לומר משנה זו, דילמן נשרשה קודם לעומר. Which means, there's two ספקות of it, there's two doubts. What are the two doubts? One doubt is, maybe this that you have in front of you, you have flour now in front of you that you bought from the supermarket. Now you don't know where, if it's חדש או ישן. So your wife asks you, can I cook this? Can I bake this? What should I do with this? So you make over your calculation, one minute. What is, there's two options here. Either it's from this year or from last year. Okay, that's one safek. One safek, we're dealing with the safek deoraita lechumra. But then there's another safek. Maybe it is from this year, which means on the side that we want to be machmir, that it's from this year, but maybe it's from before Pesach. Ah, maybe it's from before Pesach. Now you have over here two safekot, two doubts. Maybe it is from last year. And maybe it is from this year. And even if it is from this year, you can permit, because maybe if it's, if it's from before Pesach. This is the fake speaker that the Ramah brings down. And many ask on this fake speaker that this fake speaker is a funny fake speaker. It's called Safek Mishem Echad. This is how Rabbi Eagle brings down in your Edea. On the Shulchan Aruch, this is how many explain and ask on the Rema. It's the same Tafek, whether it is from last year or this year, or whether it is from before Pesach or after Pesach, it's the same Tafek. What is it? The Tafek is whether it is Chadash or Yashan. It's the same Tafek, whether it is from before Pesach or after Pesach. If it's from, last, if, if it's from before Pesach, it doesn't make a difference if it's from last year, two years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. You can just... 
uh, uh, calcu- you can't just accumulate spikot, which are the same exact doubt. It's, it's the same logic, whether it is before Pesach or after Pesach, or in other words, whether it is Chadash or Yashan. This is the question that's presented in Abakiva Higer. This is the question that many ask on this uh, Remach, which is, which is a very, very good question. It's, it's exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same suffix, last year or this year. And even if this year is before Pesach or after Pesach, who cares last year? Who says when is last year starts? Last year starts in Rosh Hashanah. The, the, the cutting line over here is before Pesach or after Pesach. That's the cutting line. And it doesn't make a difference whether, whether it's from last year or two years ago, three years ago. It's always the same suffix. It called, it's called suffix Mishem Echad, which is something that the Tosfot, speaks about in Ktuvot Daftet, that Safek Mishem Echad is not, uh, is not to be considered two Sfekot, and you can create with that a Sfek Sfeka to permit such a thing. But there's a Machloket on that. This is the opinion of uh, the Tosfot and many, many uh, Rishonim as well and Achonim, but you have also Achonim that permitted. Uh, Rav Magid is a Rishon that permitted. The Kesef Mishneh brings down uh, that uh, according to the Rambam, you could make Sfek Sfeka, Sfek Mishem Echad, two Sfekot Mishem Echad. You have a Rav Magid. Rav Magid is a Rishon. So you have over here a Machloket. But Chacham Uvadia explains a very interesting uh, way to explain this sex Sveka Mishem Echad. He says that whenever you have two Sfekot, and one of the Sfekot permits you more than the other Sfek, such a thing, he brings this, I think, from the Nodabi Yudah. When you have a Sfek that permits more than the other Sfek, you could join it together to say Sveka Sveka. Okay, with that logic, we can explain the, the Ramah. Other Perushim was, were given also to that Ramah to explain uh, different ways, but... It is complicated enough the way it is. We'll go to the next thing that we want to get to, and that is halacha lemaase. When I go now to the bakery and I want to buy something, am I allowed to buy it if I don't know that it is yashan? Sometimes there's a sign outside that the mashgiach puts, all our products over here are yashan. Sometimes you have the booklet of the chadash, yashan, and you take a look in there and you see that a certain product is yashan. You're all good. You see a product is chadash, yeah, you have a... You, you stay away from it. But sometimes you don't have such a privilege to have everything that you need. Um, and you go out of town, let's say, you go to visit a different place, and you go to the bakery over there. It's a kosher bakery with Ashgacha, but you don't know if it's Hadash, if it's Yashan. What do you do? Or, or even in your own place, I don't know what. Somebody send you a, a cake. Uh, you don't know. It's Yashan, it's Hadash, it's Yashan. What are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to eat it. You go to somebody for, uh, for to Shabbat. You invited to somebody to Shabbat. Now you start investigating. This bread is Hadash. This bread is Yashan. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Why not? Where's the where's the way to permit it? So over here you have many Sfekot, and that's important to understand. We just mentioned the Safek Sfek of the of the Rema. This is something that the Orletzion brings in Chelek Aleph to permit on Shabbat, Yom Tov, when it's Shabbat, you can use for Onek Shabbat, that's Fekspeka to permit on a weekday. He says one should be a little bit more Lechumra. But you can use that Fekspeka in different instances, he says, whenever we're dealing with a Makom Mitzvah, whether it is Shabbat or Yom Tov, I would extend that also. You go to a wedding, it's to that mitzvah, you go to a bar mitzvah, you go to a brit, whatever it is. You go to, 
or you're in a place that you can't really find out. When you don't, when you're in a place that you really can't find out, there's a machloket in in Kufidale, uh in Kufiud, in in Yoredea, a machloket between the Rashba and the Ra. The Shach brings it down. Whether you have to find out when you have a fake faker, do you have to go and make an investigation? According to the Rashba, you don't have to make an investigation. Whenever there's a fake speaker, you can permit such a thing without an investigation. And this is how Chacham is posek He says that whenever you have a fake speaker, automatically you can permit such a thing when you don't have to make an investigation. Because of that, when you are in a certain place and you have no way of finding out, even or, or you do have a way of finding out, but just a little bit more hard than just asking the simple question. Whenever you are in a place that you can just uh, snap the question, uh, this this I'm fine, so you do that. But whenever you have to go to a certain investigation, go call the mashgiach, find out he doesn't know, you have to call the combat. You don't need to do that, says Chacham over there. So this is a fake speaker that the Rama brings. But over here, there's more speaker that you can put on the table. And what are they? We just mentioned before, those opinions that hold that Kemach that belongs to a Goy would be permitted. And then you have opinions that Kemach that came from Chutzlaret would be permitted. So again, normally if you take any of those opinions, you would be Machmir. You don't take any of those opinions, Lekula. Each, and one, each one of those opinions, you be Machmir. But that's when you have each one independently. But what if you have a pile of those Sfekot? You have all the Sfekot coming in front of you together, just like it is when you go to a certain bakery or you go to a certain bagel shop and you buy yourself a bagel. Now, it doesn't say anything on the window. And... You bought the bagel, you came home, and then you come, the question comes to mind, one minute, is it Hadash, is it Yashan, what should they do now? It was a kosher bakery, but I don't know if they keep Hadash or Yashan. So then there is a tzad to be Matel using those fekot, because we know that it's a fake fake of the Rema, which is something that's, that's not so simple, the Mishnah Burah says that it's hard to be Mikhail with those fake fake because today you can know where the, the flower comes from and majority of the flower isn't Yashan. So, yeah, but you do have a certain fake fake over here. You could use, even though sometimes it's a fake fake or a chok, Chacham Ovadia brings some the Kesef Mishneh in Kustadik to permit fake fake even if it's a fake fake or a chok. But... You have those two spekot, then you have a suffix, maybe it belongs to a goy, uh, it came from a goy, and then you have a suffix, maybe it came from Hutzlaret. Because of that, uh, because of those opinions, many uh, Ashkenazim don't, are not so strict about it also, especially Hasidim. Hasidim have a mesorah from the Baal Shem Tov, that the halacha is like the Bach. The way they say it over is that uh, the Baal Shem Tov had a dream from the, that the Bach came to him and told him that this is the halacha, and this is how he publicized and taught the halacha to everybody that Kemach Yashan, you don't have to worry about. And because of that, uh, they much more lenient because they're all following the opinions uh, of uh, the Baal Shem Tov, his Mesorah. And this is the Mesorah they have to permit because the Bach, openly, the Bach says, you don't have to worry about Kemach uh, that comes from Chutzlar, it comes from Egoi. So over here, this will be a lenient. And it's not the only one. There's a, there's a list of poskim that was permit with such a thing. So Lemaise, Lemaise, what's the Alecha Lemaise? Obviously, if one can 
be more careful when you go to a store or you go to a supermarket, you go to a grocery, you know what you're buying. If you could find out, of course, that's what needs to be done. A person tries to keep that halakha just like any other halakha and mitzvah and isur that he keeps, especially when he brings it home and he feeds his family. It's very, very important. Unless he has a mesorah, otherwise, like the chassidim. But you go to shop, usually if you go in Brooklyn, most of the places are yashan because they know to be careful uh, in the bakeries since many, many people keep that and they want to provide if there's just, just like it is always. When there's a customer demand, so people uh, just so the, the stores would keep up to that demand. If people ask, they walk into a pizza store and they ask, is it Yashan? And he says no, and he sees it slowly, slowly, he loses a certain amount of customers. So next year, he'll provide himself with enough uh, uh, flour to make sure that everything by him is Kemach Yashan in order not to lose any customers. So that's the right thing to do. There's no question about it. But in a scenario that you can't find out, you're away from home, you, you are a guest, you, are, uh, you bought something, you don't know what it is, if you're in a supermarket and it's hard to find out, whatever it is that becomes, it depends how far you want to take these leniencies. Then you have over here a bunch of leniencies that one could take and use in order to permit. But since we're holding now way before the time of Kemach uh, Chadash starts being problematic, many people do the right thing. They stock up their house. What, what do they do? Before the problem starts, they buy a certain amount of cereals that they know that goes well in their house, a certain amount of pasta, a certain amount of flour. Then when, uh, when, when the time comes, usually it's uh, somewhere around Rosh Hashanah that it starts being problematic. Some things are earlier, some things are later, but that's when usually the time becomes a little bit problematic. Then they have everything already stocked up in the house, and they don't have to uh, deal with the issue so much. But when you go to buy in a bakery, you go to buy challah, again, if you could make sure that your bakery, you find out one time which bakery sells challah, kemach, yashan, that's the best thing. But if you couldn't do that for any reason, and you bought it already, somebody uh, brought, uh, gave you a challah, he brought you a, a surprise cake to the house. So then there's all these leniencies that I mentioned before. And by the way, these leniencies are used by various scheme. One of them is Yankut Yosef. He brings those uh, leniencies in Sefer on Dine uh, Chadash. And I mentioned before the Olesion and many others as well. So this will be some, something that we can use. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Be'ezrat Hashem in Barach in a couple of days. We're continuing more in Yanim of Sirat HaOmer. we wrap up maybe in a couple of Shiurim and we go to the next thing. Really appreciate all of you joining us tonight. Have a good night and stay. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.